Hey everybody, uh, welcome back to uh, the podcast and uh, I guess yet another uh, Frontier uh, bonus episode. We're going to be doing a bit more sort of uh, crew roster building for our uh, our ship and as we're sort of in between uh, seasons here. Uh, I'm joined today uh, by Mark. Hello. Hello. How's it going? It's going well, thank you very much. How, how is our uh, excellent host? I was just trying to say yeah and my voice box just went like hey remember when you were 13 and really squeaky <laughs> yeah, you, you, you turned into a hamster for a second yeah oh, I'm good yeah apparently my Excellent. voice box is squeaky but yeah. <laughs> yeah bit too much oil on the hinges yeah then just get some WD-40 and spray that down my throat yeah just you know loosen it all up um weird thing to say uh <laughs> so uh yeah i figured uh today we would be um maybe sort of going at this uh addition of new npcs a slightly different way to how i did with eden with uh, uh listeners who listened last time will know eden and i kind of came up with a few characters that were sort of branching off of like adi- a pre-existing characters like like who does johnny work with who's you know Blah, 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 blah. Um, but today, I thought what we might do is sort of kind of did, you know, sort of based on that, but more kind of like what activities do characters share in common and like who is also interested in this rather than like who is this, who's in the same department. That That's kind of the, the thinking behind this today. Um, we sort of, we, I mean, we talked a little bit before the mics were going about this and we I, I sort of said like a way to go would be maybe um, to lean into some of the um, sort of... Uh, what am I thinking? Not references, but I guess references to karaoke night that have been made <laughs> in game so far, mm. um, which is obviously an event that your character's kind of been dragged along to, would it be fair to say, by Murphy? Yeah, I think one of the things that Ray does on the um, on the Tenzing, um, he, he could, because he's, he's good friends with Murphy and, you know, they've worked together for quite a long time um both before and during their time on the tenzing i think an indeterminate amount um, of time because we have not nailed down the timeline quite no indeed (laughs) but they've known each other for a while and i think with with ray because of some of his um past experiences he as listeners who've listened to the first season will have heard um he doesn't he doesn't come out of his shell very easily. And mm. one of the things that Murphy likes to do is drag him along to, um, to gatherings, to events, to fun outside activities. And one of those is karaoke night. And while, um, while Ray has been very, he's very reluctant initially, but over the course of time, he's grown used to it and he's found himself, um, picking up on a lot of the kind of the various music that gets played. A lot of it, is kind of references to Earth bands, popular culture bands from the previous centuries. Weird, weird that. Um, <laughs> it, is, it is weird that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Mer- it's funny, yeah. there's a lot of kind of contemporary 20, 20th, 20th century, 21st century music here that people Indeed. are <laughs> into. I'm, I'm trying to remember what we spoke of, because I don't think it made it into the episode. But I think I did cut like, it down. There was a longer conversation yeah, made. I can't remember which episode trailing, it was in. I think it was the I think it was the last episode where they were going off to practice or not practice they were getting prepared for karaoke and I think yeah. Ray says to um I think Ray says to Murphy so what exactly is a system of a down or something like that I can't and remember it, yeah I I did sort of chop and change that conversation a little bit just cuz it was sort of I think it was like all of it was fine there was nothing in there where I was like oh that needs to come out for xyz reasons it was more yeah. just like I think for the 
the length the episode was, it was like a pacing thing. Like I was like, we're in this yeah. conversation for a while where mm. we we ought to keep it rolling, sort of thing. So I just kind of got it down to its bare essentials, and yeah, which is a shame, but um, yeah. it is. But it's it's kind of funny to add the um to think back on it and realize the context because while while you've been talking, I did remember it was system of a down the reason that, that i went with that is because a couple of times over the last couple of years i've been to um wedding receptions and the people whose receptions i've been to for their wedding they've shoved chop suey by system of a down into the playlist that, that classic love song <laughs> I, well no they, they have the first dance they did about an hour of like your usual wedding music and then all of a sudden chop suey on came on. yeah well, for that one moment, and you could see who in the room was of the generation. See who's cool. That well, that was cool. Yeah, exactly. Early two thousands. Chop Suey comes on, and everybody was doing just head banging and everything, and swinging the hair around. Yeah, and I think I think that's where it came from because it's like in my head, if in if Star Trek did ever become a thing in reality in the twenty fourth century, people would still be. Still chop, chop suey. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, at this point, we're, we're, when are we set? We're set 2378. Yeah. Uh, is that that one we're set? I think we are. Yeah. Got, yeah. The, the other frontier. side of the Dominion War. Yeah. Yeah. And 2001 is when Toxicity came out, <laughs> the album. So that's yeah. quite a longevity there. You know, you've got 377 years of. Um, of longevity on that song that'd be like exactly. us listening to like some something from the 1600s and be like yeah man let's rock out to this you know, I know. <laughs> well think about it you go to um star trek insurrection if gilbert and sullivan are still a thing in the 24th century then why can't system of a down still <laughs> that, be a that's thing? true yeah although yeah. i guess uh, the argument could be made about like theater having a slightly different sort of lifespan to like music genres and popular music and things so obviously you know we still mm. do Obviously, Shakespeare, pretty you know, unchanged and stuff. Oh think, yeah, but yeah. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> let's come up with some other people who were involved in karaoke night. I think. Yeah, let's um, do that. I think it can be inferred from what's been said that karaoke night isn't like run by Murphy or you. No, and there no. should be, I think, some kind of MC, master of ceremonies yeah. on board. The, the USS Tenzing. Not a dedicated, like, this is the ship's MC. I'm talking no. about, I'm thinking maybe it's like an officer, not obviously as, you know, high up as you maybe like, but they've got to be able to get into the officer's lounge, so like a lieutenant or something who's just super, was the one who was like, right, I'm, there's no, what, there's no karaoke night on board ship. I am starting a karaoke night and I'm running it because this is my thing. Yeah. Kind of thing. Murphy's yeah. obviously jumped straight on board and then dragged you on, along. But yeah, pretty who, much. Who, who who immediately jumps to mind when you think somebody comes on board and is who's the most amped about starting a karaoke night? <laughs> um, I think just because it's a um, because it's a departure from what they normally do, I think there would be a science officer on ship, okay. um, someone someone of lieutenant rank who is very very attuned to their job, knows what they're doing. They perform admirably, um, but when it comes to when it comes to letting your hair down off shift, um, you got the t you got your ten forward style lounge. You've got the holodeck. You've got all these kinds of things. But they are very much somebody who enjoys other people interacting with each other instead of looking for fake people to interact with. 
and it, the, that sense of kind of community, bring people together, have a laugh, have a drinks. My mind is going to um, Discovery season one when they had that big party yes. on board ship. The random the rave. Season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Someone like that. So I think a science officer. Um, what if they're I, like a waveform analysis profet- like expert yeah. or something? Yeah, I th- that would be that would be very fitting. I think. Yeah, someone who is an expert on. Um, so, the, so we uh, can sort of tie into the sort of sound yeah. thing there, and it'd be like a little bit of like a sort of hey, you know, you never work a day in your life if you love your job, you know, if you're doing what you love, yeah. you know. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the kind of Miles O'Brien of the audi- audible world on, <laughs> in Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think he, we he, he loves dislocating like his, his shoulder. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think the amount the amount of um, throwing the hands in the air that this MC would have to do at karaoke and DJ nights, I think he probably would throw a shoulder out yeah. occasionally. Like he's yeah. so into it, like he's karaoke night is one night, and then he'll, you know, maybe he hosts like a weekly. I don't want to say rave, but like a kind of a larger, more open invitation, kind of like, hey, there's a disco or something, mm. <laughs> disco yeah. on holodeck, the biggest holodeck. Once yeah. a week or something on Saturday night, it's, you know. <laughs> mm. yeah. Every now and again, you'll go on the holodeck and you'll just get a, re- a recreation of the Camden Roundhouse or the Electric Ballroom or yeah. something. Yeah, I mean that's why the the, the holodeck would be perfect. I was thinking because you could have like a party and pretty much it'd be a rotating venue every time. Yeah, kind of thing. I wonder if the fire station in Bournemouth would go on there. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Fair point. It's a bit rubbish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let me just bring up my spreadsheet then. So definitely, I, I like sciences as a um, as a department. Got to be a lieutenant because he's got to be in the. He's got to have access the, to the officers' lounge. Yeah, yeah officers' lounge. Okay, I'm just starting a new thing here, lieutenant. Um, so what would we think? What would be the the role? I've sort of be. I don't know. Waveform analysis isn't quite right, but like, I was sort Audio of thinking. Fo- Audiophonics analysis? Yeah, what yeah, what would be the audiophonics analysis? Yeah, that's quite that's quite technobabbly. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's anything that I don't think it's a position that has existed in Star Trek previously, but my 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 thinking is they would be responsible for you know, whenever you go on a survey mission, you're gonna send a probe out, they listen to listen for and analyze any unusual sounds that they come across if you think like the whale probe from the voyage home if they discovered something via the probe well, they came yeah, through they spent their of, time analyzing that yeah that was kind of a horror thing though linguistics yeah, yeah. but well, that that, that ended up maybe being would make kind them, of a language which maybe would have them falling under ops rather than sciences i would say probably you're probably right but would that be a bridge position well we've got our bridge comms officer being, edson sadler yeah Indeed. Maybe they report to Sadler then. Well, Maybe... Sadler's an ensign though, so like Ah, fair point. Well well established multiple episodes <laughs> appearance of a random name I pulled out of somewhere. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um I'm, I'm saying nothing. No, I think um, actually no, to be honest, I think yeah, you're right. I hadn't thought about that with the, the whale probe thing, because that definitely was like a comms thing, and now I'm thinking about it, they often had Uhura like being like, I'm picking up this kind of frequency sort of thing. But then that yeah. has sort of fallen off by the time we get out of the original series and the original series movies, hasn't it? Um, yeah. To the point where it does it, feel like sciences would be a better place for that. So maybe this is sort of... In, in the original series, it's more kind of like there was a general purpose thing of like, okay, communications, waveforms, listening to stuff, it's all in mm-hmm. one place. But like, it feels like 
the science department, especially on a, a starship like the Tenzing, which is a science vessel, would have a more specialized like. Okay, no, here's the deep. Here's the person who that's their thing, rather than mm. just like the person who also answers the phones is the one doing this. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. I'm I'm wondering if they would if this lieutenant would be attached to stellar cartography as an off branch because depending on whereabouts they are in the in the galaxy they're analyzing whether an area they're traveling through or traveling past maybe they'd be attached there and they'd be referencing back to the point of origin using stellar cartography lab mm. i'm just perhaps i'm, I'm googling maybe to sort of see if there's a cause my brain is failing me there's like well, it what? is a monday yeah <laughs> my brain's failing me as to like what an alternate uh, audio analyst is kind of the what I'm looking for, like a pseudonym for. Mm. Um, hmm. I mean, it's not that. Uh, they, we, we've got the general vague thing. Okay, so I, I'll just put in for now as like a placeholder, like audio waveform analysis or something like that. Mm. Audiologist, but that's something that that's 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 a different thing, or, isn't it? <laughs> what about an audio station? I think that's that sounds very vaguely medical. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll just put in audio analysis for now. We can come back and change yeah. it. Fair enough. Um, I like that though. Okay. So, what are we thinking in terms of like um, species and 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 such? I well, I did think at one point it'd be funny if it was a Vulcan, but maybe not. Um, <laughs> it'd be funny. I don't know if it. <laughs> Just about, I'm imagining a yeah. DJ, a Vulcan DJ with the Live Long and Prosper sign in his hand and doing the kind of DJ arm movements. But yeah, he's that doing the, the, the Vulcan salute and just, <laughs> but yeah. with like some reflective glasses on and just. <laughs> yeah, and doing a mix, doing a mix of Firestarter by the Prodigy. Yeah, I mean, and like he's <laughs> mixing with keeping his hands with the Vulcan salute. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the problem, I think, the longer yeah. we go, the more. The Ridiculous show goes towards get. lower deck style, just you know, slightly. <laughs> well, to be fair, they have just announced and I think released the lower decks um, book for Star Trek Adventures. It's been announced. I don't think it's out yet. Okay, it's been announced because um, I was going to get it, um, but it's not. You can't pre-order it. I think it yet. I, th- uh, <laughs> I will be I think, getting well, it. D- definitely get it. Yeah. Um, I think for this one, should we make it a? Should we make it a human? Because sure. when you when you. Well, when you th- yeah, when you think about it, if anyone's going to bring this kind of, if anyone's going to bring old Earth music, we say old relatively, into the twenty fourth century for all members of the crew to experience, it's going to be somebody from Earth who's got access to all of that knowledge. Sure, yeah, you know, makes I don't, sense. For example, I don't think Iron Maiden's back catalogue would make it <laughs> as far as um, make it as far as Kronos. Never you know, know. Mate, the, the tour mm. continues. <laughs> oh, yeah, may- maybe Wolf is a secret Iron Maiden fan. I enjoy their early work. <laughs> um, I will say that no, I'm on board for human. That does make sense. I will say mm-hmm. at the moment, and this is less like we need to change this one. It's more we need to add more people to the sciences department. There's a lot of humans yeah. in the sciences department right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, obviously you're in charge uh, as a trill, and then uh, Fell is also a trill. Yeah, but, and then the the rest of them, I think I spoke to during the first season, are humans, aren't they? Uh, Oral Che, the head of the astrometrics, is a Betazoid. Okay. But then we've got... Human-looking. Human archaeologist, yeah. human anthropologist, human botanist, human material scientist, human historian, human audio analysis guy who we've just coming up with. 
And then I've got a couple of random ones here that we haven't actually run into, I don't think, that I was just at one point just making characters just to fill this out. Then mm -hmm. we've got Dragon's uh, Ensign that she played in the Ensign games, uh, Ensign Anderson, who is also a human. <laughs> so, <laughs> And then we've got a character that uh, we haven't, I haven't come up with a name yet that Eden and I uh, came up with in the last episode, who's a Bajoran. But um, like, you see what I mean there? There's a lot of humans. I know mm. that we get a lot of humans on the show, so it's not... It's not the end of the world. I just feel, yeah, I think as I'm because I'm looking at this spreadsheet at the moment. That was just a point I wanted to raise. <laughs> but mm -hmm. the human fits, I think, best for this character. You, you are right. This is sort of sort of. I, I'm yeah, picturing it, someone bringing their record collection. Like they're, they're still, they've still got vinyl in the 23rd. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> if vinyl, if vinyl discs survive into the 24th century, that'd be amazing. <laughs> well, it's more just like a. I think at that point, it's a conversation piece. <laughs> like they're yeah, a lieutenant they've got their own right. quarters so they've got their own space they've definitely got a record player just as like a you know if this is this person's thing they're into audio analysis they run karaoke mm. night they run a week yeah. their weekly dj thing they're With gonna records. have they're gonna have like a you know an interest aren't they yeah definitely yeah, yeah. okay so human uh are we thinking how old i mean lieutenant probably what late lieutenant 20s? would probably be good yeah um, I, I would I would say probably early thirties, okay. very early thirties, maybe thirty one. Thirty one, okay. Yep. Uh, male, female, non-binary. Um, I think maybe I think go male for this one. Okay. I think only field I have left here. Well, no, I've got a few other fields, um, but then more like here's some notes. Um, one of which I will now fill in, which just says, runs karaoke night. <laughs> mm -hmm. Karaoke night. DJs weekly in Holodeck 1. <laughs> yep. Uh, music enthusiast. Yeah, it covers it, really. Yep. Sounds good. Um, I won't say what voice they've got at the moment because that will come out in the time <laughs> whenever we run into the if we run into them. This is the thing. Yeah. This is what I love about these. We can come up with all the characters in the world. And they, we might not ever run into them, but it's just helpful if there's there. Like if you guys decide to do a thing, and I can just pull a name and just be like, "You run into this guy." You know? Yeah, and if you, and if they ever need to speak, it's your chance to do another voice or hire someone in to voice them for you. Yeah, <laughs> depending on how happy I am with my <laughs> with your own voice. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you got a name uh, in mind for? I mean, this isn't. Um, yeah. Well, I I actually do have um, a list of um, characters that I put together for a one shot I ran Ooh. last year. Nice. Um, and I think maybe pull one or two from them that Definitely. sound human enough. Um, so one of them I've got is uh, a chap called uh, Hayward um, Brayburn. Brayburn. Okay. Yeah, I like that. So Hayward, and then it's B R A I B. B R A Y, e sorry. Uh, B R A I, I, and then B B E R N. B E R N, Brayburn. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hayward Brayburn. But different from the apples. Yes. Yeah. Very different. <laughs> now, I, I was very careful of that. I thought, don't want to get copy written, copyright strikes <laughs> by fruit. <laughs> don't <we> get <laughs> sued by Big Apple. Oh, that's a very different yeah. company. <laughs> it is very different. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so here's what we got then. So Lieutenant Hayward Brayburn, human male, 31. He's uh, it's day job. He does audio analysis slash waveform bleh, science stuff. <laughs> um, yep. But by night, he's a music enthusiast who runs the 
because we haven't really said it. I guess monthly. I would say monthly karaoke night in 10 forward. No, no, it's in the officer's lounge. Not in 10 I'll forward. be the officer's lounge, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, monthly the officer's, lounge, yeah. officer's karaoke night. Uh, DJ's weekly in Holodeck 1. A wider audience. Music enthusiast. I don't have a voice for him yet. Bray no. Burn, looking at Burn, spelt like that, is comes across as very Swiss to me. Bray but, Burn. Yeah, it does, actually. Um, yeah. But Can Bray Burn itself sort of is a kind of, I don't know, maybe that's sort of, I get like a, another sort of rural English thing, but like... Maybe he could be. Maybe his mother was Swiss and his father was from Yorkshire. Maybe, maybe I'm just seeing Burn because that is the literal name of a Swiss city. <laughs> maybe, yeah, that might be it. Yeah, I will not. Just, I'm not going to decide on an accent now. Most of the characters on the spreadsheet don't have an accent in that mm. in that, in that column. Like some of them do. Like obviously, I've got the ones that we run into a lot. Like Commander uh, Carter, I've just got Robin Williams esque. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, and like, is, is that standard Robin Williams or Mrs. Doubtfire Robin well, you Williams? You know as well as I do that, like, oftentimes it gets less Robin Williamsy between when we record originally and the final episode because I go back <laughs> and change it. <laughs> yeah, fair but point. It's just one of the things where it's fun to do in the time, and then I get back and listen back, and I'm like, that is just that is, it's a bad Robin Williams impression. Where we go, oh, who, who, here, who's a, here's a giggle, kind of <laughs> sort of thing. So yeah, mo- uh, most of them I'm, don't have like okay, and the, you know some of them are like marked down as like obviously you made the choice for Kataran to be West Country. <laughs> yeah, but then, I don't it, regret it, that. Yeah, there's some here that are just like easygoing, Khajiit male <laughs> for the <laughs> um, counselor who's because he's a cat man, so he has to sound like a Khajiit from Skyring. Um, mm. You know stuff like that. Yeah, that um, makes sense. So I think I'll leave the. I'll leave the um, the accent thing blank for this guy right yep. now. We'll just see what happens if you run into him. Um, okay. So, so we have we have the Tenzing's resident audio file. We do, which is good. yeah. Excellent. <laughs> um, do we want to stick with a who else? A, do we want to go who else attends karaoke night? Uh, yeah, I think there could be another reg- maybe there could be another regular figure that yeah. appears there, one that Ray and Murphy bump into occasionally. Someone who like they don't. That's the only place they've run into. They're like maybe they're so their their job is so obscure. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be. I mean, it's fair when you're on a starship. You know, you don't always know. You don't know everybody, and you don't always meet everybody while you're going about your duties on board. So maybe occasionally they bump into somebody who they know from the carrier night, but they never interact with them elsewhere because they are not not. I wouldn't say so far removed from. The jobs they do between them, but that's where they most often see their face. I well, say. I, I want to pitch a character here that I've actually had previously. I've got this. I've got already filled out in the the thing, but I've never brought up. Go for it because it's perfect. With like thinking of it like that, um, as in like it's somebody who they in their regular job they wouldn't really run into, but they just see them every karaoke night. I've got down team leader for left nacelle control, <laughs> an engineer, engineering lieutenant. Who spends their whole time in the left nacelle control room? That's that's their job. <laughs> okay. And I've also got one for right nacelle control. I've got a whole thing in mind, and I won't go into it because I might have it as a sort of comedic deep sea backstory. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, that sounds not good. deep sea as in like underwater. I mean, as in like A story, B story, C story. Um, yeah. But maybe I'm thinking. 
this might be spoiler because I, I might not ever come back to it. The idea that Bond go, has to get put on a rotation to be like, okay, for the next week you're in, you're on your nacelle control rotation, and there's like a small, tight knit team in each nacelle, and they can they compete with each other, left nacelle and right nacelle. <laughs> oh wow! Because <laughs> we know that we know from that episode where the guy kills himself and the in the Enterprise D by throwing himself into the nacelle from the psychic thing that there is a nacelle control room. Ah, uh, yes. On each one. So that was what I was thinking. You know, mm. there'd be a left one and a right one. So, yeah. left team, right then, team. Yeah. Yeah. F- flinging ion plasma balls between the nacelles a la Tron. Well, they're just, I, I'm guessing they're just, they, they would be competing for. Not Tron, ping pong, yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah, pong. Yeah, you, the game, the old game. Doink. The real competition here is like efficiency and like they they got it down to like by and large the ship is well maintained, well run and that so really they're fighting over point zero one of efficiency who's <laughs> which team is doing best that day or whatever. You know. But like yeah. that's what they got to go on. <laughs> so oh I've got I, team, I like that. Yeah, I've got team leader for left control and I've got team leader for right control and we'll see which one you feel like. Because I feel like it would be only one of them that would go. We'll just see which one fits better. Um, they're both human. I got Toby Harper is the team leader for left control, lieutenant, and uh, uh, Christine Dejou, uh, uh is a French. I've got. I, just, I I was going through name generators for names, and it's spitting me out names. And I just, some of them I just write down. So I'm like, that seems like a real name. <laughs> Dejou, <laughs> J E U, that, uh, and that I I've written French in the. Uh, um, voice cat, uh, voice um, box here on the um, spreadsheet, and I cannot do a French accent, so this might not be the one to go for. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? No, I think you should go for it. You know, ch- challenge yourself. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see how that turns out. I think I actually mentioned that character last episode as well, but yeah. Um, so yeah, we got Toby or Christine, <laughs> left nacelle or right nacelle. Christine. Okay. Yeah, she's the. I'll just add that to the uh, the note on her. The team leader for right and cell control attends karaoke night. <laughs> As I say, that whole thing with yeah, I, it might be a thing I bring in. It might just literally just be a thing of like when Johnny talks to Bonge, Bonge is like sort of relays the events of like oh, I've been on the cell rotation this week and that and <laughs> being pushed. Hard and that, and yeah, we'll see how it might it might not ever come up. I've just I've got a lot a few different little kind of mini mini story sort of not storylines but like things that could be happening that I'm sort mm. of gonna try and put in at some point, um, <clears throat> just as a sort of just for texture sort of thing. So I feel like that the while that while yeah that's a good addition to karaoke night it also sort of robbed us of the ability there to, of the opportunity there to actually make somebody new um but yeah yeah i think it's it's it, at the end of the day it's still somebody that potentially would come up if we ever did a scene like during a karaoke evening yeah that they could appear well also that's like a that's a, a point of contact for then like bonge is maybe put on to the right nacelle for the week, and then we can have him maybe not moaning, but having like a little bit of a kind of you know, maybe a moan to Johnny. Actually, maybe he doesn't enjoy being in nacelle control, you know. Maybe. But then that's the same time that oh, <laughs> I just had a re- 
I've just had an idea. Uh, okay, go for it. If Bond goes into the rotation for one nacelle, what if Johnny gets into trouble and ends up having his punishment to do a week in the other nacelle? <laughs> Well, it's not time. so much. No, it's not so much a pun- punishment thing. This is like this is an engineering job. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Um, so Bond Make, isn't well, being punished for that. Like I, I'd imagine in my head, like Bond is a, you know, he's a new ensign basically. Yeah. And in my head, like new engineering ensigns get rotated around to all the different mm. places, pretty much. Well, maybe not as a punishment, but maybe Murphy just wants to be mean to him and puts him in somewhere where he's going to be out of his league. <laughs> Johnny could guard the door to the nacelle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. That'd be brilliant. Uh, just spend the whole episode Stand there for a week. And nobody ever windowless nobody corridor. Ever, exactly. Nobody ever attacks nacelle control. Of all the places you could invade on a ship, nacelle control would be the one to do it. But nobody ever turns up. He opens the door and they're literally just in there playing cards. <laughs> yeah, but am, I, am I just talking to myself over here? <laughs> That's a real lower decks thing. But yeah, I, lo- I love I love the idea that. Yes, so occasionally just have comms with Bonge to keep himself from going insane. Yeah, or we go. You need to go guard this room. The self control. It's the most important room in the ship. And then over the course of the week, he slowly like talks himself into like, I've got to know what's in there. And he opens it, and it's like a cupboard with a button that says on and off for the nacelle. <laughs> yeah, and there's just oh, and yeah, hang on. You do that, but inside there's a group of officers not doing anything, and you just hear someone go, "Okay, roll to see if you hit." It's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> and they look up and they see they're playing D and D in there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or it's the secret, the secret officer's bathroom. <laughs> or they're playing Vol- they're playing um, Vulcans and um, Vulcans and Vervoids or something. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I want to know what that is. <laughs> it's, it's the future version of D and D. Yeah, I was making it. And Johnny's just looking at. They just lock eyes with Johnny, and he's just like, uh, "Hi, guys." You didn't see anything, Ensign. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. It's a serious business. Serious business. Okay, well, maybe then this is the point. Okay, so we'll move on from karaoke night, I think. But what other activities, like keeping it as I've got you on, we might as well, you know, relate this into Ray. What other activities does Ray do outside of his job? Um, Okay, well, one of of Ray's, um, one of the biggest things he's ever done uh, throughout his existence is um he used to be a um mountaineer he used to yeah go climbing and we know about anyone who's listened to the series spoilers ahead if you, if you haven't listened, listened to the series to go it. back to episode 78 through 106 i want to say yeah pause right now go and listen to that and then come exact, back what's my episode list i ought to know this it's yeah <laughs> i definitely said 78 get to listen to episode 78 through 103 that's the first yep. series of uh, Frontier. If you haven't listened to that and you've gotten this far in, would he pause I mean, now? Thank, thank you for listening. But uh, yeah, how, why do, are you, do you here? know what we're talking about? <laughs> exactly. So if you haven't listened to that, pause here now. Go listen to the series. Come back. Give us a five star review on your player of choice. Yep. Sign You're up back? to send us money on Ko-Fi and uh, maybe buy a T-shirt on our store and then come back. Exactly. <laughs> you done all that? Okay, we'll give Caught you five up. seconds. Come back now. Five, four. Three, two, you're back. You've done it all. Excellent. So, uh, Ray, spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. So, Ray, in one of his, with one of his, when he was with a previous host, um, went on a uh, mountaineering expedition to climb the Andes uh, on Earth, and unfortunately, suffered a a very tragic accident in which his host uh, died. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and that left quite a mark on Ray for the rest of his life, uh, and that is all addressed in season one. Yeah, as we found, yeah. Killed, killed his first host, traumatised his second host, <clears throat> and then yeah, and third, third host, host kind of absentmindedly went, I'll go and climb that mountain again, which <laughs> sort of yeah. traumatised the internalised remains of the second host, didn't it, really? Um, exactly. But he did go back and finish the climb, and yeah, this time yeah. didn't die. Just didn't really, um, I think... Uh, the the gist of that I think really was that like had the unexpected consequence of like making the buried sort of personality of your second host kind of retreat because yeah. this was like not what they ever would have chosen to do and you went and did it kind of thing and yeah, yeah. exactly I, I, I like to think it was a very interesting episode yeah I thought it went down quite well um, yeah. and um, with the second host ended up being quite a prominent and long lived figure. Um, in the Federation mm. um, before mo- at the end of their host's natural life moving on to Sabin who is the current host yeah. um, but through the pursuit of mountain climbing um, Ray discovered some other activities um, that you know are known throughout the galaxies but recreational on earth and one of the ones I think he would be he would be up for doing is archery Competitive okay. archery. Um, and of course, with the holodeck, we've seen in The Next Generation uh, the occasional episode where Picard will go horse riding or try to and then yeah. get called back to the bridge by data. Uh, season <laughs> He's got his two. Own saddle. Episode... He's got to have your own saddle. Yeah, exactly. Season two, episode Pen Pals. Like, the, the opening is all about he's about to go for this horse ride and then data calls him away, which is really, really irritating for him. Is um, it a Starship Mine as well, isn't it? The one where the, the Baryon sweep is happening and the. Yeah, Tim Picard Russ goes back to the pre- ship to get his saddle, and uh, yeah, and t- and Tim Russ turns up in his pre-Tuvok role, yeah. yeah, and he's an absolute bastard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Ray would um, find a I don't I don't say kindred spirit because just because they like the same thing, but he finds someone else on the ship who he will visit the holodeck with, and they will just do archery. They'll do competitive mm. archery. They'll do target practice. Um, Maybe they're not friends. Maybe they're like they're like the one other person on the ship who enjoy, enjoys. I'm not saying they don't, don't like each other. I'm just thinking it would be an interesting dynamic to have someone who Ray professionally does this activity with. Like, I mean, in like a sort of professional manner, but they yeah. don't see again. They don't see each other elsewhere. But like, they're sort of there's a professional courtesy involved. But they mm. he's maybe found that they clash otherwise, sort of thing. Yeah. I, what do you what do you think of that? I think that would be quite good, actually. Because um, it's not—it's not, always... a big ship, but it's not that big. No, exactly. So maybe there's not the people who are into archery. There's maybe just the two of you. Yeah, and it's—it's it's nice for Ray to have found someone to do it with. Yeah, uh, perhaps, to compete against, but not maybe perhaps, somebody he would socialise with otherwise. Yeah, perhaps this is something that he's tried to get Murphy into and has failed to sort of coax that that fire of like, oh, this is enjoyable. Oh, so this is sort of the reverse of like Murphy dragged you to karaoke night. So you're like, well, you've got to come and do some archery with me at some point. And then tried it, and Murphy didn't take to it. So yeah. then he carried on solo for a bit. I can imagine them being like, just give me a phaser. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she prefers modern security and weaponry to ancient weaponry and ammunition sort yeah. of thing. Um, but yeah, I think that would be a good idea. And then after that failed attempt to get Murphy interested he comes across this other officer who also enjoys it and they they just 
do the activity together on the holodeck. Maybe there's like a stock archery holodeck program that that that, um, Ray thought he was the only one using. Mm. So he'd sort of saved it partway through a thing and it'd come back and it had not been how he left it. And he's like, who Mm. else, computer, who else has used this program since then? And it's come up with, this program was last used by blah, blah, blah. We'll come Mm. up within a second. And, you know, that's how... He goes in and finds them and they start having a chat and they agree to do do the same thing at the same time the next time they're both available. Mm. And then it builds from there. Yeah. I like the idea of there being a stock like archery range program on there. Yeah. Because um, you wouldn't build I, like if you, you would unless you were like, okay, this is I, I would unless you go I, I like my archery, so then the first thing I would do is build my own archery program. The first thing you would do would be like, I want to do some archery computer and the computer would go here. It would load just a bit default, wouldn't it? For an for yeah, an activity, it would load a default, and maybe the default's exactly. fine. Maybe you're maybe Ray's happy with the default, you know, because yeah. you're there for the archery. You're not there for the you know anything, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Although what I would what I would think possibly, again, don't know if this will ever come up in an episode, but maybe over the course of time, Ray and this other person of Calar- um just thought up a new archery program on the holodeck and this is something that i know is done in real life because i do a bit of archery myself sometimes and mm-hmm. um, i've got I used a couple to. Of mates. I, I used to enjoy it i haven't been for probably did 20 you? years oh, you did, did, did it while i was that. not with school but like when i was at school um me and another guy I was in class we used to go near hinton um there was a place up there used to oh, wow. yeah it wasn't a place up there it was like in the grounds of uh like a pub or something um oh, oh that's cool yeah but yeah it's been like 20 right. years Oh, fair enough. Um, I've got a couple of mates that do it out Southampton way. Mm. And uh, what they sometimes do is they will go into this area of woodland and they'll have um, targets set up in trees. Oh, nice. They're kind of rooted, rooted in place. And what they tend to do is they give you um, different colored arrows. So what they'll do is you'll go wandering through the woodland. You find a target, you try and land a shot on it. And if your if your arrow sticks in it, then it stays there. And then once it's finished, they go and gather the targets, count up how many arrows of a particular color have hit it, and whereabouts they've hit it. And then they tally your points like that. And they usually model them after um, uh, woodland uh, animals and creatures. So it's, it's kind of crawling that way. But they're just they're just bored. They're foam bored creatures yeah. essentially. So you're not actually killing anything. But it's the idea of going through difficult terrain and nailing a proper shot. Mm. So maybe the maybe Ray and this other officer conjure up a program like that where they have this kind of woodland area that they wander through, and at the end, the computer tallies up how many hits they've got based on the arrow colours they're using in the program. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. I like that as an idea. Um, mm. So, again, I guess, that, I mean, because it's a good way of doing it, like when you think, okay, somebody else that Ray unexpectedly came across as, the, uh, as somebody else being on board ship who is into archery... Mm-hmm. Um, who they now do archery stuff with, but maybe don't get along with on a personal level much beyond like they can't. Well, not necessarily like there's no animosity, but they there's not somebody they would see themselves hanging out with other yeah. than for the archery stuff. What immediately springs to mind, given that as a description? I think, in my mind, I think it would possibly be a Vulcan. Okay, my reason being that. With Vulcans, they have, uh, especially if they've been raised on Vulcan and they're pure Vulcan, they have this deep-rooted 
need for logic and everything to be um everything to have its place in any kind of situation you know there's logic and then there's the illogical opposite hmm. i think as depending on the position this this vulcan officer has on board perhaps doing archery is something that they found to be kind of a break away from that to, that kind of path of logic so that they they find themselves if they come across a situation that they can't get out of easily and it you know, it takes a lot of willpower and brain power for them to figure their way out of it. Maybe they need a release, and the way they release it is to loose some arrows and just be in the moment of loading up the bow with the problem they've had, and they just let it go, and that's how they bring themselves back to an even keel, maybe. Well, here's here's, here's my thought. I, I like the idea of a Vulcan, and you're, you're sort of saying it as, like, it's an escape from having to be logical all the time or whatever. It's all, it's all the sort of, of uh, yeah, not uh, of Yeah, I didn't put justice. that particularly well, but, you know, I mean, the... Um, yeah, you know something a little different. I'm thinking of again to relate it back to a TNG episode, the, the one where they uh, find the proto Vulcans and um, who watches the watchers? I think that's the one. Yeah, and that they pretty much use they, they they're using bows and arrows. I know they're not Vulcan Vulcans, but it's so the implication there is like, well, yeah, every you know even this sort of similar to Vulcans society is using bows that one point or another so maybe this is more sort of like this character is using it as a sort of not in like a traditional sort of sense but it's kind of they found this as to be close to an activity that has some sort of you know it's not just an earth thing having bows and arrows i guess no no you know? i mean very Emerging civilizations throughout the galaxy would have started with simple projectile weapons, and bow yeah. and arrow is one of the most common. So, yeah. So I'm thinking, like, maybe they're doing it as like almost as an extension of logic of like, okay, can I train my mind to not rely on a a modern weapon? Yeah. Can I train to use the basics in yeah. any situation? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's kind of like a, a kind of a um. Uh, what is the term I'm looking for? Where you're kind of you're practice you're kind of training yourself you're putting yourself under immense pressure to practice there's i know a, i know what you mean i'm, I'm, I'm blanking on yep. yeah. <laughs> blanking on words if, if, but... if you remember it shout it out in the middle of this podcast yeah we'll, leave it in we'll a five-star review for us on itunes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly we never ask for reviews and i've done it twice in this episode i don't know why it's just <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's it's an in-betweener it's it's fine it doesn't yeah, count fine um, but no, I like I like that as an idea. That they're kind of trying to train their minds to, you know, can I can I achieve this result with yeah. the bare basics? I mean, you know, it's they're exploring what they're capable of. Can you always couch it in focus? the logic terms of like the logic of like I am the logic physical logic almost of like if I do this, then this will be the result. Yeah, you know, and then it's it's that kind of you know ten thousand hours to practice and you get good. Mm. That, that kind of human rule that we've got on Earth for most things, um, I think that's if you got an extension of that for this for this Vulcan, yeah, then yeah, I'm not suggesting they spend like ten thousand hours in the span of like one three year mission. <laughs> this is all it. they do when they're not on duty. Is like I, yeah. you know, I put my ten thousand hours in, in on this mission, and then I will do something different. Um, yeah, exactly. But I think it's something that they they just they they're practicing over time, and yeah, you know. They get some kind of enjoyment out of it, but not on the same level that Ray would. They don't see it as, you know, oh, this is immense fun. They think this is, this mm. is, this is a, this is a decent use of my time. So I'm thinking, if it's somebody that Ray would normally not 
or maybe not not have contact with again like i said just a sort of detachment of like ray wouldn't socialize with them otherwise no maybe they're not in science they're not in sciences i think we ought to rule that I- out as like because then ray would be their boss and that's another dimension to it that we don't really i don't think fits here no indeed um, i think i think this would be somebody maybe on the maybe someone on the medical side okay yeah Someone, someone medical, which again, Dragon might bump into in future. I have a junior doctor already. Mm. Uh, Doctor Salat. That's right. Uh, who's a Vulcan male who's thirty years old? Um, okay, so maybe not, maybe not medical then, because that would be well, that, two Vulcans and a Deltian. Well, I was just going to say, like maybe, maybe we just use that character, but I mean. We could do if you wanted to. It's up to you. Now, to get... if we want to make someone completely new. I'm just like medical, okay. medical Doctor Vulcan. We already have a medical Doctor Vulcan, but I don't mm. have anything other than a name, and he's a junior doctor. Like this could totally be a like. I, I'm all for like picking somebody who. Because <laughs> at one point I said this to Eden. At some point I can't remember why. I don't know whether I was trying. I don't think it ended up being something we ended up doing. But for whatever reason, I basically listed out everybody who works in medical mm. which i haven't done with any of the other departments but medical being i think overall medical is one of the smaller departments so it felt like um you know on a science ship you know we've got um uh dragon's character you know arela in charge there's a, a counselor assistant cmo three junior doctors and then there's a few nurses a few orderlies medical te- diagnostics and technicians but that's it really yeah. You know, it's a 750 people, 750 crew ship. We've got, how many is that? Uh, 20 people in the medical department seems to do a lot, you know, <laughs> Yeah, sort of thing. But, um, it also, but that also kind of makes sense because even though they're a science vessel, they are exploratory. And yeah. depending on where they find themselves exploring, they might be in need of all this personnel on the medical side. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean when it comes down to it, we've got five doctors, including, you know, Irela. Mm. Um, yeah. So it, yeah, I think what, it's a well-staffed think, department. Mm. But yeah, um, I think I, I, I like where you're coming from. Maybe we should maybe give this to Salat. Yeah, because I haven't got anything other than him, other than he's a, ne- a name. It's a Vulcan. That's it. That's mm. all I have. Because I just filled out a bunch. I've I've given a bunch of I have names and jobs, and that's it. Names, jobs, mm. and species, and that's it. What? Well, and obviously, male, female, MB. You know, I've I've got the details, but I haven't. What I'm saying is I have no character stuff other than, like, I've got, obviously, we've a real as a player character, um, counsellor, we've got some stuff. I've got Enjoys Chess has, you know, he's got his wife on board, who we, I think mm. met in a holodeck thing that Arela went to. Assistant Chief Medical Officer has his son because um, he introduced his son to Arela. But other than that, nobody on the, nobody else in the medical department I have, I haven't got anything else in the notes section, you know. So I'm perfectly happy, if you're happy, to have this be Salat. Yeah, more than happy, yeah. Go for it. Um, practices archery with Lieutenant Commander Ray. There we go. That's somebody, that's a, that's a thing. <laughs> Again, nice. it, it might not even come up, but it, it can be just, it might just be a thing where I'm just like, now we know, now we've got a connection there, you know. So it's not like if if you're ever going into sick bay, which you know it's not unheard of. You were in there for quite a few episodes last season. I was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now we can just be like, okay, so now it's just another doctor I can 
rather than just be like, oh, there's another doctor there. I can be like, there's you clock lieutenant, uh, you know, Dr. Salat is there who you practice archery with and he gives you a nod. You know, even if it's just like that's as far as it goes or whatever. I just like mm-hmm. having extra stuff, you know, because you're all working together. You're all on a ship. It's a big ship. There's quite a lot of people on it. But overall, it- you know, you're going to you're going to form connections with people. Yeah. Sort of thing. But not necessarily with the person that might end up giving you the once over if you have another fall in um, astrometrics. No, that's not. No, that's <laughs> right. But like, hey, no, no, this is the thing now is that you were in sickbay for a while. I'm assuming at some point Dr. Salat was in charge, you know, depending on who's on yeah. duty, would have been in charge of your care at some point. I mean, you were unconscious for a fair amount of it, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Probably a, during the Ensign games yeah. while. Um, Dr. Avila was off with uh, Murphy watching it with um, Kataran. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's just, it, it, it's not necessarily a bad thing or a big thing or anything. It's just, I like the idea that your characters are having interactions with other people and you've mm. got these points of connection and stuff, even if it just, it just adds that extra level of depth, which is the whole reason for really doing these bonus ones, really. And yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it gives another member of the medical team a bit more depth. Yeah, in an, in an ideal world, I ha- I'd have something in notes for everybody on my spreadsheet, and a lot of them do. But even if they're just sort of like son of this person or wife of this person, or you know, some of them I've got lots of notes. Like we, I've got Lady Ral here now on in the civilian section because she's come on board. So I've written down all my notes on you know she's she's eleventh generation host. She joined the Tenzing here to act as ambassador. She's trying to build you know that kind of stuff. But then yeah. we've got a whole section, like I say, the medical section, where most of them I have nothing. So, yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> it's a good, good chance to bulk it out. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, do we want to come up with one more? I think we're, we're at 50 minutes here. I think yeah. we've come I, up with a couple. I have a request. Um, yeah. Because I've, I've been having a flick through which species are in the Federation, because there was that comment earlier on about we've mostly got... Um, Humans, uh, Vulcans, a, a beta Zed, a and a couple of trill. Um, yeah, I mean that's the, not on purpose. Um, I think I just defaulted to a oh, human no. with a lot of these when I, especially ones where I'm like, yeah. I'm pulling it out of middle, it, 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 thin air. When you're like, okay, we're going, I'm going to bring in some people to this meeting, and I'm just like, oh, I, you know, I, you know, you default to human because we are human. So yeah. that's how they've ended up on the spreadsheet. It's not a, like an, it's not an it's active not a thing. No, that's fair enough. But I'm just thinking in terms of and another, if we do another character, could we? pick a species that we haven't had yet now, I've, sure. I've looked i've looked at um a list of the species that are currently in the federation and mm-hmm. um, this is based off of post dominion war um corridan corridanites Corid- Corid- i think they first appeared in i want to say they appeared in journey to babel which was the original series how are you spelling corridan uh, C-O-R-I-D-A-N is the name of their planet. It appeared in Enterprise. Corridan. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm on memory alpha now. Yeah, that's where I am as well. The fun part of a bonus thing, yeah. I don't need to cut out that I... <laughs> that I'm Do you use Google. this? Cor- no, Cor- uh, Corridanites. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Um, I don't know if I have a stat block for that, but that doesn't really matter for the NPCs, really, does it? Because we can... No, indeed. Yeah. Apparently they've appeared in Discovery, Far From Home. Yes, they did. Season that was three, seen, obviously, um, that's much later. That's in th- year yeah. 3000 and something or other. Yeah, in 32nd century. There is actually an entry on here for that. That's that. Um, yeah, that's that mining colony, isn't it? And that one episode. Yeah. yeah. That's those exactly. Guys. And they were involved in the Dominion War. There was, um, during the Dominion War, 
um, Corridan's lithium mines came under attack by the Dominion in 2374 due yeah. to the strategic I don't think we actually see that, did we? But it's obviously mentioned. It's it's mentioned, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I'm I totally, down, totally down for putting, putting people okay. on. Yeah, let's go for that, then. Yeah. Well, well pitch, me, pitch me a character, then. What have you got? Right, okay. So I'm thinking we have a Corridanite female. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that she has, she's quite a young Corridanite, I would say, attended Starfleet Academy. So an ensign sort of around about Johnny and Bond's age, is that what we're thinking? Yep, I think that would be fair to say. Because this, um, this was something I, I brought up with Eden, that, that like, um, you know, Johnny wouldn't be like the one person joining at that one time. Like we've had, well, Johnny's been on the ship for a, a little while, but Bond has only just come on board, but he wouldn't be the only person coming on board. From the academy, yeah, no. exactly. Like he's, you know, from this graduating class, you're getting probably. I mean, it's a, it's a big fleet, but like you know, mm. there's a few people going out to each ship, sort of thing. That we could yeah. have them be a, uh, you know, they 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 they're just as new as Bond is, maybe. Yeah, I like the sound of that. Bond, I've got um, twenty two, but I mean, age isn't the most thing, but like, yeah, I like the idea. It's like a sort of they're a new they're a new member of Starfleet. They're new, newly graduated, yeah. newly, yeah. Yeah, a new member, a new member of Starfleet. I think Ray would have encountered them a couple of times um, in Ten Forward. You know, he goes in occasionally. He will be sat at a table, and there'll be a group of the newly, the newly released cadets that have come up to ensign rank um, mm-hmm. and joined this mission. Be sat in a corner, having a good time chatting with themselves, and sort of not listening into their conversations, but just enjoying the fact that people are still coming into Starfleet and have this great kind of passion to want to do the best that they can do. Yeah. Um, I think if we make this a, a Corridonite female, um, I think maybe, I don't, again, I don't know if this will ever appear in an episode, but I think it'd be good to have this one be a little bit, um, not, not depressed, but maybe a melancholy character. I'm thinking, looking at the. Oh, that's a good note. Melancholy, like like a, a personality note is, but is very helpful. Yeah. Like like uh, okay, I, yeah. I, again, I mentioned it on the episode of Eden, but like with um, Ensign Sauce, you know the the pilot. I've got him down here as chatty, fun loving. Yeah, it's a good note for me when I'm you know <laughs> trying yeah. to act as the character. You know, so having melancholy on there is very helpful. Yeah, what were you thinking uh, job wise? And just I need, I I need to know where to put this on the spreadsheet, basically. <laughs> Um, I'm thinking that, I'm thinking. <sighs> it's not the most important thing in, in like, in terms of, I, I like having a character and then thinking where they're going. Um, but I can't write anything until I know where they're going. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it might be a good idea to have somebody in the, as part of engineering, maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe, may, may, maybe an old fashioned grease monkey, um. Okay, well, we'll if, they, if they're a new ensign, we don't need to go into it in any more detail other than they're a uh, newly arrived engineer. Because yeah. we've, you know, we're already establishing that Bond is being is is being rotated between like this week he's doing nacelle stuff, this week he's doing warp core stuff, or whatever. You know, yeah, well, that makes sense. Um, what I think though might be might be a good idea to have a reason for the melancholy in case we ever do voice this character. Sure. Yeah, 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 maybe. They've been in the academy, and I mean, we're what? We're twenty three seventy eight, so we're four years on from the um, attack on the Dilithium mines by the Gem Hadar. Maybe they lost their parents in that attack. I I don't want to say parents because that's like a, 
Uh, so that's a trait that a lot of yeah, shows go it's for. It's a bit of a leaning. Okay, maybe yeah, lost a maybe lost a maybe lost. Do you know? I would say probably lost a carer. Perhaps their parents aren't around. Maybe they gave her gave her up for adoption for whatever okay. reason. Yeah, and the only person that took them on was a distant member of the family, maybe a great uncle, and perhaps that great uncle worked in the mines or was an, a supervisor in the mines. Yeah, she went off to the academy not long before the attack on the mines in 2374, maybe. And she regrets not being there with him. And not that she could do anything to save him. She probably would have been killed as well, but she's, she's lost the only person that she Mm. ever really had a family with. So she's melancholy. She's a melancholy character for that reason, but she's trying to find a new family with the other cadets she's come on board with. I'm just writing this out. Um, Melancholy attitude, left for academy shortly before primary caregiver, I'm putting in brackets, great uncle, we'll go with the great uncle, uh, was killed in Dominion attack on, uh, what planet was it? Uh, Cor- Corridan. Is it actually on Corridan? Yeah, it's actually on Corridan. Okay, yeah. that's helpful. But yeah, I think that we, that's, a, that's a nice way of tying it into, you know, an event that's been mentioned, if not actually shown, Mm. And having other again, I keep saying I spoke about this with Eden, but I did. You know, it's I like the idea that like we're on the show, we only ever see like the main characters and like whether it's Picard and that, and then the Enterprise flies off at the end while the credits play. Um, but every you know every episode is going to have like repercussions and like people who we don't see who were involved, you know, or affected by these things. And having this be like here's something that's maybe just mentioned in passing. But then that's the reason why this character, who we now meet, is where they are, sort of thing, you know. Yeah. And um, having that as a specific episode, you know, or a specific event that we can say that this affected this character ties it in much, you know, closer and more neatly to the, uh, you know, the setting, and I, I like that. Okay. Yeah, I think that I think it works quite well. Yeah. Nice. Okay. There we um, are. I don't know what the naming convention is for Corridonites. Uh... Um, I have well, I have a. Um, I I did have a look at the Memory Alpha page, and there are some examples on there, but I'm not. I'm not sure that they would be Chancellor unique enough Kalev. for us. Uh... We got Cal Kalev, Osir, Traig. Magustav Pachangar. It's a little bit of a vague. It's a little bit of a. Mm spread isn't it yeah um i do have well i do have another character name from the ones i generated as uh characters for my one shot sure um how does this one sound logia conin spelled l-o-j-e-e-a and then surname is k-o-n-i-n yeah we'll go with that that's good yeah. okay cool so yeah we've got so we have Le- ensign conin ensign conin uh conin, female yeah. uh Contemporary of Bond, <laughs> mm, indeed. Yeah, I, th- I like what we've come up with today. So we've got um, Lieutenant Brayburn, who's the who runs the karaoke night. You do number um, one. We've well, we've given a note to uh, Lieutenant uh, Christine Dejour, who uh, is the team leader for rightness so control that she attends karaoke night. So that's a little bit of just a tweak. Um, number two. Yeah, we've uh, we've given Ray his archery partner in uh, Doctor Salat. Um, Number three, Vulcan. and we've come up with uh, Ensign Conin, who is a Corridonite engineer. Number four. I like there it. we are. Excellent. Awesome. 
Okay, yeah. well, I think that that's a, that's a decent number to add to the to the um, the roster today. So yeah, I think mm. I'm happy with that. If you're happy, yeah, perfectly happy. Yeah, it's been good to actually um, sort of uh, world build for the crew of the Tenzing. Mm. Yeah, because obviously we've done quite a lot of world building D and D ones, even though we haven't really, other than the the listener um, special that we did recently, we haven't done a lot of D and D on the podcast um, too too recently, which is something I want to get back to um, at mm. some point. But um, I like. You know, we've we've done a fair amount of world burning for that. We haven't done any extra, really, stuff for um, Frontier other than this one and the last one. So I'm happy to be adding more stuff to it because it, it all helps when we actually come to play again. So uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, and and it also gives you opportunity to create new situations, um, whether they're part of the main story or kind of just side notes for characters as we go into an episode. You've got more people to play around with. Yeah, it's just it's more texture, and like it, <laughs> it's much like I mean, it's gonna make. I mean, it might. <laughs> they might not come up like i said but the the idea that there's more names with some details that i can draw from in different situations like the the, the more options i've got no you know if <laughs> you know the four of you go okay i'm gonna go down here and do this and if i if i've got somebody who i know is going to be i already know because we built a character out as like somebody who might be there that's so much easier for me then to sort of in my mind conceptualize and describe to you guys as like okay so this person's here um ray you know them from this or like murphy you've seen them at karaoke night or you know stuff like that than me just going oh, i guess there's yeah there's two two guys down here or whatever you know it's <laughs> which is better you know and yeah. uh, having having more texture and uh, background is is all, all good and I, I hope that comes across in the show as well for listeners yeah but, uh, i think it does yeah i think it does okay well we'll uh we'll call it there then i think actually that's uh i think that's a good stopping point so um Hopefully, I th- hopefully, <laughs> we, we should be back next time uh, with uh, with Stargate. I know I said that. I think I said that in the last episode, um, but this was, you know, I need a bit more editing time on it, really. Um, so hopefully you're all still holding your breath for that. Although, you know, if you're holding your breath, you've probably passed out a while back. What am I even talking about? We'll be back in two weeks' time, hopefully, <laughs> with the first part yep. of our Stargate RPG um, uh, one shot that we did, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and I am in that one. Mark Just is in that one, spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's coming up soon. Hopefully in two weeks' time. Like I said, uh, that should be on Thursday, the eighteenth of May. That should be coming out. Uh, in the meantime, though, you can head to uh, pretendingwithdice.com for links to everywhere else that we are, uh, including our Discord server, our Ko-Fi page, our merch store, which is is yeah, it's still there. <laughs> uh, links to uh, all of our places online. So uh, yeah, check it out. And uh, yeah, thanks for hanging out, everybody. And uh, we'll see you uh, see you next time. Live long and prosper. Oh, that's a much better ending. <laughs> <laughs>